Hey church, we just heard an incredible message that we believe is for you. So get- What a powerful time of worship. I am so wrecked. God's presence is here. And y'all, because we met earlier at 7, there was a 7 o'clock, and then now this is the 8, you get the double portion anointing. Because the building has been marinating with God's presence. It's been drenched in his spirit, so you get a double portion. His presence is here. We are in a series called Formation, and it's another way of saying the fruit of the spirit. And we've been diving into all the different fruit that God has given us and learning how to understand them and how to walk them out. And so today we're talking about patience. I know it's not like a sexy, dramatic title for sisterhood. Patience. Wow. But we all are in a season of waiting. There's something that we're all believing God for that hasn't happened yet. Some of us are on the brink of giving up. And we need to be reminded that God has given us patience. That he wants to meet us in our season of waiting. So I don't know what you're waiting on. I don't know if you're waiting on a financial breakthrough. I don't know if you're waiting on a man. I don't know if you're waiting on a new job. That's real, right? Somebody out there is believing God for a godly husband. That's okay. You keep praying. You keep waiting. Can I just, I want to give a shout out to all the men of this house. They come early. They stay late. I saw a ton of the guys up in the balcony. And y'all, they were worshiping while we were worshiping. And I felt like it was guardian angels warring and fighting on our behalf. And so I just want to honor all the men in the house. We see you. You're all over the building, behind cameras, serving. We're so grateful. But like I said, we're all in a season of waiting for something. But we all need help with patience. How many of you have lost your cool, lost your patience, kind of had a regret, kind of wish, oh, I just wish I could tuck that back in. Or I wish I wouldn't have pressed sin. That was just a practice. That was just venting. That was just a letter through text that I was going to throw away, and then I pressed sin. Has that ever happened to you? Then you just regret it. But God wants to give us patience, and he wants to do something on the inside of us while we're waiting. Because sometimes the words that we say or the responses or the decisions that we make, it's because we grew weary. So we settled Then we got bitter. Then we put up a wall. Then we said, I'm not going to trust again. Some of us said, I don't even, can't even believe I'm back in church again because we stopped waiting. But today, God wants to wake that up on the inside of us. And He wants to remind us that do not grow weary because in due time, you will reap a harvest. And there's a scripture that I want to read to us that kind of encapsulates this whole series. And it says, but the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5, produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, which we're talking about tonight. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And as I was studying about patience, it's very fascinating. And one study said that over the last 500 years, that the word patience is almost erasing itself from our vocabulary. That people are using that word less and less because we're having less and less patience. And with the society that we live in today, everything's instant. You can get, you can get food delivered to your house in an hour, sometimes 45 minutes. And those favor drivers are nice. They write you back with emojis. <laughs> and they just say, let me know if you need anything else. And then there's Amazon Prime. There's two-day air. There's one-day air. There's same-day air. You can get something delivered the same day. It's crazy. But what happens is then we translate that into our real life. And so we think we can Instacart a husband. Or Instacart 
weight off of our bodies or Instacart a new thought life. And it wrecks us and makes us lose the art of patience. But God has given us that. It's one of the fruit of the spirits. He's given that to us. And he wants us to appreciate it because it's in the patience, it's in the waiting that he does something so beautiful on the inside of you. So if you're waiting tonight for something, if you need grace and you need to be reminded to get a fresh dose of patience, you came to the right place. There's another internet study, internet study that this computer science professor, he examined 6.7 million people's viewing habits. And the question he asked was, how long were subjects willing to be patient? And guess how long? Some of them only two seconds. After, because they were waiting for a video to download, waiting for something to happen, and people were just forgetting about the video because it took too long. Some people, it was 10 seconds that they were ready to abandon whatever it is that they were looking for. And we translate that into our real lives, and we walk away from godly friendships. We walk away from relationships that are cheering us on. We walk away from God because we get tired of waiting, because we're in such a quick, fast, in a hurry society. But there's an art in patience. And God wants to give you grace, and he wants to give you peace as you wait, and he wants to do something on the inside of you. I told the girls that were here earlier that we are strong women. And we're not shallow. We're not like low level. God wants to build a depth in us. But the way you get depth is by going through stuff. The way you get depth is having to learn to wait on the Lord. When the girls that are up here singing the songs leading us in worship, they have had to fight battles. They've had to believe God for miracles. So they sing those songs with stank on them. Like just, you've been through something. I see how good you're singing that song. And that's why it's so powerful. Nobody wants just like surfacy. And so don't despise your season of waiting because God's doing something deep in you and he's going to make you richer and you're going to be purified as pure gold. And people are going to give you credit like, you're so amazing. How do you handle X, Y, and Z? But you can give glory to God and say, I had to wait. This did not come easy. This, this did not come easy. All of this. We just came here, just the three of us at the time, three or four of us, my husband and two kids at the time, we were meeting a sisterhood like what we're all sitting in right now. Y'all, we met in a coffee shop called La, called La Madeline right by SMU, 15 of us. But we set the table there just like we set the table here, and we were patient because we knew that there were other girls on the other side of our obedience. We knew that we would meet you one day, and we saw you before we met you. But that takes some patience. That takes some waitings. That takes some sleepless nights. That takes some warrior chicks and warrior men who are running with me saying, I want us to blow the roof off. What society says about women, we're breaking it. We're starting a value revolution. But that took time. It's only been six years. And look at, I get to meet all of you. Like, what in the world? But that's been waiting. That's been patience. But God's done something on the inside of all of us as a result. Well, I'm going to read one more scripture to us, and then we're going to have a panel. That's why the chairs are up here. It's going to be so good. But let me find my notes. Here we go. Whoop. Colossians 1.1. We pray, and this is my prayer for us today, that you may be strengthened and invigorated with all power. Everybody say power. According to his glorious might to attain every kind of endurance and patience with joy. Isn't that beautiful? At this time, I'd love to invite up our beautiful panel. I'm going to be talking to them tonight about their journey with patience and their journey with waiting. Awesome. Let's give them another hand. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Love y'all. Love y'all, love y'all, love y'all. Well, all these girls are everyday girls just like you and me.
but they all have a story. They've all had a struggle. They all have something that they're believing God for, but they're living in there now while they wait for their not yet. And so we want to learn from them on how they're doing it because we got to look out for each other. And we have to encourage each other. So and good. so I'm sitting by the beautiful Hannah Scott. Would you give it up for Hannah? Her and her husband have pastored for the last couple years at our Shoreline Guatemala campus, Antigua, and are kicking butt. So thankful for them. And she's also so a very dear friend. And both Hannah and her husband have been married for how many years? 12 years. 12 On years. Sunday. Oh, my gosh. Sunday's our anniversary. Wow. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Yes. And something that you would never know, because she always has the, here's the deal. When we met both her and her husband, Earl turned to me and he said, we finally met someone who outsmiles us. Because <laughs> Earl and I are the smiliest people ever, but they, have a, they smile more than we do, which is crazy. It's so beautiful. So, so nice. beautiful. But we said, now we see how people feel when they talk to us. <laughs> it's like looking in the mirror. It's awesome. But with that said, even though she has a smile. A little less tan. Yes, a little less tan. Yes, yes, yes. I'm working on it, but not hey, quite there. Hey, hey, love it. But even with that big smile on her face, she has fought many battles. And there are things that she's believing God for. They've been married, like I said, for almost 12 years, and they want to have a family one day. And so they've been believing God for all that time to have a baby. But you would never know it. She's just running, going, living after all that God has called her to do. And so I want you to talk to us about that journey and teach us what you've learned in your waiting and what you've learned about patience. Awesome. First, I just want to say thank you so much. We honor you because you lead us. Everything that we talk about that we are getting to share, you, we have followed your example because you lead us so incredible. Let's give her a round of applause and say her thank you, Love you for leading us so well. She doesn't only lead the women here in Dallas. She's leading women in Antigua, too. She's leading globally. So thank you so much. We love you. Um, okay, so things that I have learned in the waiting. Um, Actually, one of the biggest things is how trustworthy God is, which is interesting because I'm still waiting and still trusting that he is going to be faithful. But before Andrew and I got married, when we were engaged, we were talking about um, how many kids we want to have, and we were praying about it, and this may be a little TMI, but... That's okay. We want to keep it real tonight, right, girls? We're jumping in there. <laughs> Um, but we went and we prayed separately and we both felt like God was saying, trust me. And so when we were talking about it together, we're like, okay, does that mean like no birth control trust you? Like <laughs> how much do we trust you? And, um, we both felt like that's what God was saying. And we, uh, were like, okay, that means we're going to have a big family. And Andrew comes from a family of 20. So I'm like, okay, I don't know if I am woman don't enough. Hear that? 20. <laughs> I don't know if I'm woman enough for 20 children, but I would like to have a big family. So let's do it. Um, so we thought we're going to get pregnant on our honeymoon. And we come back from our honeymoon, not pregnant. Married a year, not pregnant. Married five years, not pregnant. Um, wow. And we were like, okay, this is different than what we thought. And I think so often we think, oh, I trust God with this. It's going to turn out this way. And he was saying, no, I am doing something. I need you to trust me from the very wow. beginning. And so we can't control our circumstances, what the circumstances look like, but we can control how we respond to them. So good. And so yes, it's clap girls. That's so good. Y'all are awesome. 
<laughs> Y'all are an amazing group. Um, and I don't think that God is afraid of us questioning because there have been times when I've questioned and said, okay, God, why can women who maybe don't want kids, how come they can get pregnant? And here I would love a baby and I can't wow. get pregnant. And um, he's not afraid of that. He's not afraid of our questions, but he his thoughts are bigger than our thoughts. His ways are so much bigger than our ways, and we can trust him. And even in the question at the end, I'm like, I still don't necessarily understand or have the answers, but I do know that he is faithful. And in trusting him, he has said, what I have is better. And I'm telling you, it has been so good. I am so blessed. I am blessed. And I can trust that God is going to continue to be faithful because he has been faithful in every single area of my life. I'm married to the love of my life. He's right up there. And God has just blessed me like crazy and I'm choosing to respond with joy because he is good he's good wow that is awesome thank you thank you thank you I'm going to turn it over to beautiful Judy Brown she is the ultimate ultimate quintessential girl boss even before the phrase girl boss was girl boss she defined girl boss and she she runs circles around all of us y'all her and her husband, Ron, are just, we call him the bishop, are such a strain to not only Earl and I, but to this entire church. They have wisdom for days, grace for days, and they are just phenomenal, and I'm so grateful to be on this panel with you. And something that many of us do not know about Judy is she actually lives with physical pain every single day. She never talks about it. You never see it on her face. She's running laps around this building keeping us all going, but she deals with the real reality of physical pain. And so even though in her future she's believing God that she will be healed and she will, she's not afraid to live in her right now. And so I want you to teach us what you've learned on your journey. Talk to us about how long you've been on this journey and how you keep running even though you have a desire that hasn't come to pass yet. Thank you. I love you so much, Onika. One of the things that she's taught me is how to be a girl boss with grace. (laughs) I may not have had so much grace about six years ago. <laughs> um, That's amazing. So it's, it's interesting to me. Onika asked me today how long I've had rheumatoid arthritis. And I had to think about it for a minute because I don't live in it anymore. But there was a day I lived in it. Um, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis at 23 years old. Wow. I just had my baby, was literally in the hospital still, and things just fell apart on me. One of the most happy moments of your life. And then wow. you find out that... I didn't have the strength in my hands to pick up my baby. I mean, she weighed eight pounds, and I couldn't pick her up. And so it took me um, some time to really grapple with that. I had to surrender some things. I had my mom come live with me for a while. I mean, she was gracious, and she would bring the baby to me when she needed to be fed, change her diaper, bring her back, because I couldn't do some of those things myself. So I had to learn how to surrender um, some of those things in the moment. Wow. The other thing I learned as I walked through probably that first year is that not everybody understands the word of God. You know, I had people tell me, well, if you're living right, doing right, God will heal you. Whoa. And I really began to search my heart. What am I doing wrong, God? What am I, what, I mean, from everything from my actions to my eating to my prayer life, I'm like, what am I? So I had to fight through some of that to really realize that if I'm, If I don't trust God, if I don't realize that he's bigger than my pain, I'm really pretty arrogant because God is so much bigger than my pain. He is so much bigger than I'm walking through. Look what Jesus walked through. How can I complain? Oh, wow. Um, And so I, I learned how to surrender the pain when I woke up in the morning and give God the glory. 
Because if I walk in my pain, I walk downcast. If I walk in my pain. Come on, Judy. If I, if I walk in my pain and I'm looking down at the floor, if I'm walking in my pain and I'm looking at my joints that hurt, I'm missing the opportunity that there's somebody standing right in front of me that wants to know who God is. And they want wow. to know God's glory. So and so yeah. the, the Bible says, I mean, it says it over and over again, but in Psalms it said he will heal every disease. It doesn't say that he's going to heal some of them. It says he's going to heal all of them. So, so God good. will heal me. There is no doubt in my mind that I will be healed. Yes. I have to trust his timing. Yeah. I have to walk in it till his timing calls Whoa. me out of this. Um, I have to. I have to learn how to always give him the glory. You know, it it says when we wait upon the Lord, He will renew our strength. Not that He might, but He will. And so I wait upon the Lord. I wake up in the morning and I wait upon the Lord. I spend time with Him so that I can walk out His glory in the day, not my pain. Wow! 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 That is powerful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to turn it over to beautiful Lenita. Her and her husband Garland, yes, are pillars in this house in such a strength. And she, too, is a girl boss. She yeah. runs a nonprofit called Heart House. And we have the honor as a church, all of us help support Heart House whenever we can, however we can. It is just, all, even this upcoming shine, Heart House is who we're supporting. We are with you. Awesome. She helps rescue refugees once they get here. She helps make sure that they're educated clothed, taken care of, valued, loved, believed in. I could go on and on on what she does and just how she fights for these precious kids. But she's also getting her PhD. Hello. Also has been through brain surgery. All those things. When you have a nonprofit, you have to trust God and believe God for resources always. And so what have you learned in your season of waiting, in your season of patience, when you've had to wait on God for things? Talk to us about what you've learned. First of all, Pastor O is the best encourager ever. Like literally, she would just encourage your soul. And, and just I'm honored to just to share this, this opportunity to share God's story in my life. And so when I think about just waiting, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to be real honest, waiting sucks. That's like, good. It's true. It just sometimes sucks. Like I remember praying and asking the Lord to show me, you know, who my husband was. And in my 20s, I just really thought I was going to get married. You know how you had, you know, 25, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have two kids. Da, da, da. And, and that wasn't my story. But you know what? Because he was so gracious to let me see the other side of it, I knew that the people that I was fooling with at that time wasn't for me. Like wow. literally, as I waited and trusted and really aligned my calling and the desire that he wow. gave me to his will. Like, that's so important because it's like you can take the time to kind of think through, like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But at the end of the day, that pastor scripture that, that my mom prayed over me as a little kid was, I know the plans I have for you, Come thus on. said yep. the Lord, yep. plans to prosper you, yep. plans for a future and a hope. So, so when good. you know that and when you believe that and you trust that, then you know that your life is his. And so through this process, I had to just trust that at, like, as a CEO, like I knew like, in, at, like, at 21 that I wanted to be a CEO. I didn't wow. get it until I was in my, thir- wow. my latter wow. 30s, my latter 30s. But, but during that time, I had every position at those of different nonprofits, and in knowing that and doing that, he taught me. And Come so, on. And, and that, 
That's the amazing part of it, is just trusting him and knowing that there's a story, there's a timing, yep. there's a plan. Yep. And when you understand that and you know that, you really just give it all over to him. But your yes. desires have to align with the calling that he has placed in you. And when you know that, in that season of waiting, you pray, you trust, you bless, you pray, you trust, yeah. you so bless. Good. And it's through that time that I've seen him shine. So good. Thank you. Thank you. I was telling the girls that I need my notes for the clothes, but you were talking so good. And I just, just being real, I can be real. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. 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 Thank you for sharing with us. And something that she said earlier tonight is if she would have settled with some of the other men that she was dating, will you talk to us a little bit about what you said earlier? Because I feel like that is pure gold. So, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> Let me, let me just tell you. Okay. So I dated some jokers, right? And, and these we guys were just, out. I mean, like, so if you know my husband Garland, right? You know he's like the most amazing man ever. Yes. And I was such a giver. So people that I dated just took, 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 but never gave. Garland was the first man that really was like, what is the Lord calling you to do? Wow. And it was through me being able to share that, that, that like, God's journey and God's testimony that he said, okay, that's what we're going to do. So I wouldn't be the CEO without Garland. Yeah. I wouldn't be in the PhD program without Garland. Wow. I wouldn't be the mom that I am without Garland. I wouldn't be the wife that I am without Garland. God saw fit to give me a man that was aligned with the purpose and plan, the bigger purpose and plan that he had for my life. And if it wasn't for him aligning us together, I would have been with some fool that, you know, probably decent, but I'm sure I probably wouldn't be married now because with the brain and, and the, the passion that he's given me, folks can't handle that. I mean, like, not everybody can handle that. That's true. You have to have the one man. that he's called for you. I mean, I, you know, you can't be with anybody. And you got to have that one that when he's blessed it, and you know it's exactly where it needs to be. Thank you. So good. So good. Mama, CEO, wife, PhD, just doing it. So proud of you. So proud. I'm going to turn it over to lovely Lexi. We love you, Lexi. Lexi is over our Biggs ministry, which is our elementary here at the church. And she does such a phenomenal job preaching to them with an amazing team around her, helping literally one Sunday in the um, early days when she first started, she would lead worship, then she'd preach the sermon, then she'd greet the kids. And since then, it's been so beautiful to watch the team surround her and her pour into other girls that she's poured into by beautiful Casey. Love you, Casey. But something that's been so amazing is like, she's 21, y'all. She is 21 in pursuing the plans and purposes of God. And so I wanted to have just a wide variety because we're all in different seasons of life. And so would you talk to us at 21, because we can learn from you too. What have you learned in patience? What have you learned in your season of waiting? We're so excited to hear from you. Well, thank you so much. First of all, I'm so honored to sit up here just next to y'all. Like, I'm up here next to these women. And Pastor Anika, thank you for pouring into me and believing in me and seeing it in me because I literally wouldn't see it in myself if you didn't see it in me and then raise up other leaders to Love see you. it in me. So thank Love you so you. much. Um, in my season of waiting, um, I'll start by this. Um, I didn't, I wasn't that type of child who knew exactly what they wanted to do their whole life. I never wanted to really be like a teacher or like, I was about to say farmer. I don't know why I was going to say farmer. <laughs> I grew up in the country. You can probably hear it in me. So, 
um, you know, I didn't have like a dream, like, oh, I want to be this. I want to be this. Um, and so, you know, I knew God had a big calling on me, but I had no idea what it was. For the longest time, I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And um, it wasn't until a year after college that I was like, okay, God, I'm so tired of waiting. Like, okay, I'm just going to, okay, I like fashion. Fashion marketing it is. All right, I'm going to move to Dallas. I'm going to do fashion, and it'll be great. And so I move here, and I start doing it, um, and I, I can kind of sense that it's not really what he's called me to yet, and I haven't really gotten the confirmation. Um, but one day, so I've been a swim instructor since I was 15, so my whole life um, until recently, I had been teaching swim lessons, and it was awesome. I did it for that extra money, though, you know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> that was what it was. It was basically just that extra time. And okay. so... Um, Whenever I moved here, I started um, teaching some lessons, and I will never forget this day. Um, my boss took us into a training, and he, um, he said to us, he said, don't take lightly that you get to do this, because you are literally saving kids' lives by teaching them how to swim. And wow. I was like, my mind was blown, because I'd been doing this for so long, and no one had said that to me, and I never realized the value of what I was doing. And God did two things in that moment, two things. Number one, he showed me that what I've been doing this whole time was saving lives, he, he showed me the value of what I got to do. So good. And I was teaching swim lessons. It was a part-time job. But it, I just realized, like, wow, I cannot believe I get to do this. And then the second thing is after I realized that and I sat on that, God was like, here, you're going to be in ministry this, the whole time. I was waiting on you to realize what was in front of you, and I'm ready for you to step on now. So he was like, Lexi, you need to see these rubies that are sitting in front of you, that have been sitting in front of you this whole time, but you never saw it. So now you're ready to step forward, and now you're ready to go into the next blessing. And so now I'm in bigs. And oh my goodness, I'm, let me be clear about this. I'm just as honored to stand on that stage in Biggs, that little bitty stage in Biggs as I am in here so because awesome. I'm still, I'm still teaching the gospel and that's the most biggest honor to me. And so I think that's whenever he's like, okay, I finally realized what patience is. It's seeing what you have right now and it's easy. It's easy after that. Now I can't believe that I'm here. Pastor Onika asked me the other day, like, can you do this? I was like, what? I wasn't even, I'm like, I still love bigs. It's awesome. Like, but you just get the next blessing and the next blessing. And so guys, just realize what he's put in front of you. What are the rubies he's put in front of you right yes. now? So yeah, that's so what he taught good. me with patience. And something that's so beautiful about Lexi is she's so teachable. I think sometimes when you're given a leadership position at a young age, you can take it one of two ways. You can say, I'm so grateful for this season in my life. Teach me, teach me, teach me. I want to grow because I haven't arrived yet. No one ever has arrived. Right. Or you can say, I'm 21. I've got it like that. I'm the big director. What, what? <laughs> and she does not do that. She is so teachable, and I'm so grateful to watch God grow in you. It's beautiful to see. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. What an amazing time. Let's thank this, these awesome girls. Thank y'all for sharing. Let's give them a hand. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you all. Love you. Love you, love you, love you. Yes, you can stay standing because I'm actually going to read a scripture over you, and then we're going to worship a little more. We're going to go back into new wine. I'm trying to decide new wine or let heaven come. What's the Lord saying? Both. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Okay. But we're going to get into our table time after that. So we're going to, let's just go. It's the last service. Let's just let our hair down and let's let the spirit of God break out in this place. But as the music is getting ready to play, I'm going to read Romans 4, 18. And it says, even when there was no reason for hope, 
Some of you feel like you have no reason for hope. No reason for hope in your marriage. No reason for hope in your family. No reason for hope in your thought life. But Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. And I believe the antidote for lack of patience is hope. For God said, this is so beautiful. He kept hoping, he kept believing that he would become the father of many nations. Verse 19, and Abraham's faith did not weaken. Even though at a hundred years, he was told he was going to be a father at a hundred. His body was as good as dead. Your situation may seem as good as dead. Your finances may seem as good as dead. Your marriage may seem as good as dead. Your health may seem as good as dead. Your thought life may seem as good as dead. Anybody going through real life problems in here tonight? I have good news for you. Because even at the brink when you feel like giving up, that is good news because it says, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger and he brought glory to God. I'm believing by the spirit of God that we're gonna be women who never waver, that we're gonna trust, that we're gonna hope, that we're gonna believe God for miracles, for signs and wonders, and that we are not gonna grow weary in our well-doing because at the appointed time, tell the girl next to you at the appointed time, you will reap a harvest, you will have victory, you will have grace, you will have strength, you will have power, you will have authority, you will have peace. And as we sing this song, New Wine, we are believing by the Spirit of God that you're going to have new power and new grace. So we're going to worship God like never before because we're going to be women who don't waver. We're going to be women who don't shrink back. We're going to get our fight back. We're going to stay strong. We're going to stay bold. We're going to prophesy to dry bones and see them have new life. We're going to walk in grace. We're going to walk in freedom. We're going to walk in joy. And we're going to trust God on the good days and the bad days. Let's worship, girls. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, church. If you gave your life to Jesus today, we'd love to know you, meet you, and hear your story. So be sure to email your information to info at shorelinecity.church so we can get you the tools you need to grow in Christ and impact this world. Love you, church.